Welcome to the Inner Glow podcast. My name is Stepanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist and your empowerment coach. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, worries, insecurities and anxiety so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it is time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, spiritual mindset principles with the energetics, which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern day woman. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to a new podcast episode with Stepanka. I am so excited to have you here. Um, today is a Monday um, at the time of recording this, at least, and I feel amazing. My my soul is on fire today. The sun is shining. I can feel and smell spring in the air. It it just feels so good. I've just come back home from a one walk along the sea and I am just feeling so uplifted. I just want to share this with you. I want to share this energy with you through this episode and I I've been really feeling into what kind of message I would like to share with you today and what has come up for me is the topic of shame and guilt because so many of us are struggling with these two emotions. We often link them together and in this episode I will explain the difference. Um, But we often talk about shame and guilt together and last week I was really battling guilt myself a lot and I would say shame is an emotion we, we often don't pay enough attention to. But actually shame can be linked to many internal wounds we carry. Shame is really like a heavy cloud above your head that just never leaves if you don't look at it, if you don't process it and release it. And it's actually a very complex compound emotion, like guilt can be also a compound emotion. I will I will explain it all. But I know that looking at these two emotions is key. If you do this work, lovely soul, I know your life will improve. And remember, you don't do this healing work just for yourself. You do this, let's say, for your children, if you have children. You do this for your whole family lineage, but also for the collective. I want to remind you that by you doing the internal work by you looking after your emotional, mental and spiritual well-being, you are really creating a ripple effect of positivity. So you are not doing it just for yourself, but when you do this work for yourself, you literally are contributing to the whole planet because you are raising your own frequency and as a result this raises the frequency of the whole planet, but you will be also inspiring other women around you, even if you don't know about it. And that's the thing. Sometimes we feel like, oh, I don't really inspire anyone. I don't really have anyone to inspire. But the truth is you are. You are always influencing other people. And and I think it's just such a powerful and important work to do. So why I feel so inspired to create this episode. So like I said, not only I had to um, work through my own guilt patterns last week, especially, of course, it's always an ongoing journey, but um, I will tell you a story about something which happened last week. Uh, But I also had a session, a beautiful, beautiful session with one of my one-on-one clients last night, yesterday evening. And we uncovered like hidden guilt and shame patterns in her life. Um, And it actually was showing up in like two major areas in her life. And in a way, it's 
all connected. So she has been struggling a little bit with like expressing herself fully. She hasn't really felt safe to speak her mind up, to um, to express herself in front of others, to really go for the things she likes. Um, she has had a history of people-pleasing and having weaker boundaries and because she is such a beautiful, caring soul, she was always putting other people's needs before her own. But of course, this has led to her feeling exhausted, tired, and not as radiant as she would like to feel. And this is the thing. Guilt and shame, they take your radiance away. That was almost like a rhyme. <laughs> so they they definitely do um, work against you. And also, like, it, you could be self-sabotaging your own manifestations because you actually don't feel worthy of them, of receiving them, or you feel like, mm, I'm not good enough because this not good enoughness is linked to shame, big, big, big time. And it's also like sometimes we feel shame around our desires. That's, that's another big topic because if you feel shame around your desires or guilty for wanting more, well, then it will be hard for you to become an energetic match for those desires and to be open to receiving them into the 3D reality. So back to my client. Um, so we had worked on her communication skills and she's made like major improvements. And we also uncovered like deeper root causes from her childhood but still like guilt and shame um, was holding her back so we were working on it in the session yesterday and actually then it started making sense to her because the same pattern was showing up in um, another area of her life and it was really shame around her body, shame around food, shame around eating patterns um, and by the way, like when she was describing it, she wasn't using the word shame until we actually got, got to it that this is shame. Like this area of your life and this area, the patterns she was describing, there's really like hidden shame. And it makes sense, doesn't it? If you, if you look at the definition of what shame is, and I'm actually going to explain the difference between shame and guilt. Um, because like I had shared earlier on, sometimes we use these words as synonyms, but there is actually a difference. So guilt is when you feel bad about having done something you think is wrong. Or as it often happens to us women, we feel bad of not doing enough, of not achieving enough. And this is when guilt takes over as well. Of course, like all emotions are neither good or bad. They are just emotions. So even guilt has got its role. And this is where we really need to learn um, the difference. Because guilt, of course, can be a helpful emotion. It's always a helpful emotion because it's showing us patterns, it's showing us deeper wounds. But um, I also mean that sometimes it could be encouraging us to change our behaviors. It could really show to us when we did something which was out of alignment, let's say doing something mean to your best girlfriend or something. So shame can be really helpful. Um, sometimes we can be stuck in cycles of guilt like, oh, I, I feel guilty of wanting more for myself or I, I feel guilty of uh, setting new goals because I already have a wonderful life. Like, why do I want more? Like, there are people in this world who have less. So I am greedy. So that's unhealthy guilt. This is when it's holding you back, when it doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel aligned. This could be based on fear or based on the old coding you are holding in yourself. And when I talk about coding, I mean the beliefs, the thoughts you have learned from your family, from 
other people around you from the society so um, this is it but of course um, guilt can inspire us to change our behavior let's say you have recognized you did not act um, in alignment to your friend so you will go and make amendments so to speak so this is guilt and shame is the feeling that you as a person are bad wrong or broken so this is when you feel like i am not enough or maybe not even not enough like i am worse than not enough so you are not only feeling not enough but you are feeling like oh my god i am bad i'm wrong like something is wrong with me i am broken i am a disgrace so you can see that difference like guilt is about what we did or did not do but shame is really about who we are and because these words are often used together sometimes we are experiencing shame but we label it as guilt because we don't really have such awareness of emotions like this is not the kind of stuff you learn at school so uh, you might have been labeling shame as guilt previously and to be honest it doesn't make such a big difference as long as you are healing it and working on it or working on it with your coach or with your therapist or you are just really questioning and examining those kinds of emotions but um you know according to their definitions shame is really a feeling about who you are like who i am is wrong like i am wrong i am broken and guilt is about your actions and i really believe just knowing the definition of shame is really powerful because you can really see how this heavy emotion can can really hinder your confidence how probably feelings of shame or like shameful stories that are that have likely happened in your childhood or when you were growing up when you were a teenager or even from your adult life like how those shameful stories are really making you feel anxious or they are simply linked to lower self-esteem even to addiction and even to aggression and like really big anger problems and honestly it wasn't until i started learning a lot more about different emotions and about their true meanings because um if if you are in my world and if you have been following me for a while you might have heard me saying this before but i'm just going to repeat it because it's so important we often use words such as stress stressed sorry such as oh i'm so stressed or oh my god i'm this is bad this is really bad like i'm feeling bad or i'm feeling negative or i'm just like yeah things are not not going my way or so we often use these kinds of verbal expressions but my question is what do they really mean what does stressed mean it's so overused and i would even say that the same thing sometimes applies to anxiety people often use the word anxiety or anxious for anything and everything the truth is these can be like umbrella expressions they they are just too broad it doesn't really help you work things out it doesn't really help you process the kind of emotion you are experiencing because you just call it stressed and I would say it's such a buzzword, like we hear it, we say it, and it sometimes goes hand in hand with like busyness and, you know, how we overuse the word busy. But what is really key when it comes to your emotional healing is to really narrow it down and know exactly what you are feeling. And we often try to do anything and everything to actually avoid this. 
and we don't want to look at those emotions because it feels uncomfortable to go to go there and sometimes like oh yeah i'm just gonna get on with it or i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do like we we are obsessed with do and do and do it and i'm just gonna do something um and we try to keep and ourselves busy to not feel those emotions so um like when you narrow it down and when you actually break it down and look at what exactly you're feeling like anxiety could be a feeling of rejection like what you had called stressed before could actually be that you feel isolated or alone let's say and i would say the same applies to shame because i never really understood what shame really is and how it's linked to other things in my life so i used to be scared to ask for something whether that would be a promotion whether that would be something when i was a student at high school or university and i would want to ask i don't know a teacher for something or i would want to ask someone for help so i would be constantly too scared to ask because I never believed I deserved a yes and I felt like I couldn't handle a no and I feel this happens to so many of us we don't ask we don't dare to ask or we don't even dare to dream because deep down we feel that we are simply not good enough, we don't deserve a yes, whether it's from someone or from the universe, and we feel like I could not possibly handle a no. And whenever you feel like you cannot handle a no, or sometimes even doubting whether you could handle a yes, like this really goes boils down to your emotional intelligence, to how you are able to lead yourself through life, how you are able to navigate yourself through difficult moments and also through the happy moments. And it goes um, to whether you believe that you are worthy of the thing you want. And emotional intelligence is all about resilience, like how resilient you are. And when those hidden shameful stories play on loop, on a loop inside of your head, it simply makes you less resilient, less emotionally resilient, therefore less capable. You are not only less you, which, um, you know, takes me back to my client when she would filter herself out or she wouldn't really give herself permission to be fully herself, to say what she wanted to say and she would just, you know, accommodate everyone else's needs. And it's it makes it hard to be authentic, but it also makes you doubt yourself all the time. Like, would I be able handle it. So what are these shameful stories? Sometimes it could be something as little as a loving parent shouting at you in front of others and you felt ashamed. It could be a teacher who embarrassed you in front of the whole class, whether it was because you didn't have the answer or because you had the answer and and the teacher called you cocky or the teacher said, oh, you know it all and showing off. Or it could be perhaps that you danced in front of your family or, you know, played a play in front of them and they criticized it and you felt ashamed or maybe like one of my shameful stories you know now looking back at it I think it's funny but it was holding me back for a long time I remember one day just really singing out loud in in my parents house and and then my mom would be like oh my god please don't sing like you are really not talented like you are not a good singer and it's getting so annoying and up until then I remember I just believed I was a good singer I just really believed in myself and and I and I thought oh you know I should I should really 
sing at school and I, I would be always like really active in all the musical classes and music classes and um and yeah and that was I remember still like like what was going on which room she was in and she came to tell me and she's like oh you know I, I just want to rest and I want to sleep and I want to have a nap and you're just singing so loud and da 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 etc and I I'm like oh oh my god oh my god I feel so ashamed this is so embarrassing I was sh I was singing out loud I don't even think I realized I was singing that loud that's another thing so I was ashamed that I was like singing really loud and then I was like oh my god has someone else heard me have the neighbors heard me or and now also like the news that I am not a good singer which I am not, by the way, <laughs> she was right, but it was just like, I had such a block for a long time, I would not want to sing at school, at music classes, and it's something little, and my mom is a loving mom, but the thing is, like, our developing brains can't comprehend the context, the bigger picture, or the true meaning of what happened as children, we take things personally, we take things literally as well, and we believe that things that happened are also our fault, like it, it makes something mean about us, and when you think about it, a lot of children blame themselves when they are little, for their parents' divorce, for example. That's like a common thing that happens, unfortunately. And this is it, because children take things personally. They don't always understand the bigger picture of what else was going on there. So they often end up thinking like, it was my fault. Was it my fault? Oh my God, it was my fault. Because they don't understand the whole context. I once worked with, with a teenage client and she struggled with her skin. That's one of the things we were working on. Um, and she struggled with acne on her cheeks. And, and when we had sessions, like I could tell that she was more concerned sometimes with her own skin during that session because she felt so ashamed, so embarrassed. And she would be checking herself on, on like the zoom camera instead of looking at me like I could def I could tell she's not looking at me. She's looking at her own picture on, on zoom. And she would be like making sure her cheeks are like covered with hair. And, and I would really, I really tried like hear more from her. Like I would ask questions and and I would ask her for her own thoughts and I would get really short answers. And this is before I found out what was going on or before I realized what was going on. And I'm like, oh my God, she's like really not giving me proper answers. Like she couldn't, but the thing is she couldn't even access her own thoughts or emotions because she felt so ashamed and she was constantly like checking her own face out whether like, oh my God, is it, is it all right? Um, what do I look like? And I, I totally feel her because I had skin problems before and, you know, as an adult as well, as a teenager, whether it was acne, eczema or whether it was certain rashes I would get on my sensitive skin. And it, it can like take up so much of your space and time, mental and emotional space. So again, this is shame. This is how shame can manifest itself. Some other shame-creating moments could be perhaps, again, at school, let's say you said something and the whole class would laugh at you, the teacher would laugh at you. It could be unintentional mistakes you made. Or it could be, let's say, when as a child you peed yourself and someone embarrassed you and and you just it just stuck with you, like that shameful feeling within you however there could be like big shameful stories as well especially when it comes to abuse um, sexual emotional mental physical abuse like yeah they can also create really big painful stories 
So while, yes, abuse can have the biggest impact, don't let the seeming, seeming insignificance of your experience shame you into feeling shame about feeling shame, if that makes sense. Um, because what could look like oh that's not important that wasn't important it was it was no big deal for the younger version of yourself it could have been a big deal maybe that younger version of yourself did not have the resources mental emotional and other resources you have now and therefore it was a big deal for you back then so i just thought i'll i'll share this with you as well because this is what we often do and this is what i call the compound emotions we feel an emotion whether it's sadness whether it's shame whether it's anger and then we start feeling shame or guilt about feeling that emotion in the first place and another client of mine described it perfectly, like last week. Um, she said she was feeling angry at um, at someone in her family. And then she sprinkled guilt on top <laughs> because she felt guilty for feeling angry at this person in her family. And this is how we create the whole cycle of emotions. And this is when we actually don't allow ourselves to process the root emotion in the first place so it just gets too complicated it gets too difficult and sometimes this is what happens with anger as well let's say we feel angry but the anger is really a compound emotion because we had felt something before but we had ignored it let's say it was you feeling uncomfortable in a certain scenario but you're in a people please it was like go on, just get on with it, like man up, don't complain, don't say anything, um, don't create problems, because, you know, this is the old calling, the old paradigm, and then you ignore it, you ignore those just gentle, slight, uncomfortable feelings, you push them down, you push them down, you push them down again, and it builds up, builds up, builds up, and then you explode with anger. And this is how the snowball effect works with emotions. The same with, with shame. Another shame story I hear a lot is again from the school environment, from sport classes. You know when like at the start of the class the teacher would pick let's say two people and they would pick the rest of their teams and, and there would be like people who would not get picked because perhaps they were not as good at sports. And that is another uncomfortable story, isn't it? Like I am being rejected. Nobody wants me in my in their teams. I am always the one left. I've heard this so many times from various different clients who perhaps were not as good at sports. Or the same thing could happen in a different subject, when people would be like picking themes or groups and, and so on. Or growing up in poverty, while many of, of your school friends were well off. Again, like feeling ashamed for who I am. And this is why I believe in the emotional work so much. We need to be able to create space between you and the emotion. Meaning that you stay in touch with what you are feeling. Creating space does not mean you are disconnecting from your body and from what you feel. When I say creating space between you, and the emotion, it means that you are able to acknowledge it, accept it, allow it to flow through you because emotion is energy in motion. But it also mean, it also means that you are able to be an observer of this emotion. So when it arises, 
you are able to experience it and feel it and process it without making it mean anything about you, about what you can achieve, about who you can become in the future. You can simply choose to be an observer. I like to use the word interesting. Hmm, that's interesting. That's interesting, I'm feeling this. So you are not labeling it as good or bad because that's one of the first things we want to do. Oh my God, I'm feeling bad. I'm going to manifest something bad as a result of it. I should stop feeling it right now. Let's push it down. Let's disconnect. Let's pretend it's not happening. That doesn't work. It will it will come back up. And often when we push emotions down and we like pretend or we just distract ourselves from them, we often end up feeling like anxious or like like some kind of a restlessness. Like you're not feeling good, but there is something going on. Do you know what I mean? I, I've I've had this so many times before. So when you create this space and when you acknowledge that it's okay that I'm feeling like I'm a human being, I'm here to feel. And you are able to look at it. What you do is that you turn the light on. And when you turn the light on and when you open your heart, shame cannot survive. Because it's dark. It's often like a secret kind of emotion, like a secret story that nobody should ever hear about. Then it feels heavy when it's a secret, when it's in the dark, when it's being ignored, then it is more powerful. It's got more power. But when you turn the light on, when you accept it, acknowledge it, and when you are okay, you know you will be okay no matter what, then you know you can uncover it. You can easily turn the light on. You can examine it. And you can process it and release it. This is why the emotional alchemy process is so important. Because you need to develop empathy and self-compassion. Because you are more likely really hard on yourself. You are your biggest critic. And by being self-compassionate, by having empathy for yourself and for your own stories, you can heal them. And it's this beautiful quote by Brené Brown. I'm just going to read it out loud to you because I think it just describes this whole process so beautifully. If we can share our story with someone who responds with empathy and understanding, shame can't survive. The thing is, you need to be that someone. Yes, you can do this with someone else as well. And I do believe that being in a circle of women or working with someone on one-on-one -on -one and you open your heart and you share this, like, wow, you turn the light on big time and you open your heart. But what if there is no one? What if you are dealing with something by yourself in the middle of the night? Be the someone for you. Be the someone for yourself. Respond with empathy and understanding towards yourself. When that shameful feeling arises, when guilt arises, when any kind of emotion arises within you, respond with empathy. Respond with understanding. And if you do catch yourself feeling especially guilty or shameful, then prove that shameful belief or guilty belief wrong. Find evidence that this is not true. Find evidence that you can see this differently, that you can change the energy behind the story. You cannot change like the whole story. Let's say certain events have happened, but you can make it mean something different. We all know that how a story is being told is all that matters. If you've ever spoken to two of your friends and they have both attended the same event or they have argued together and they tell you their 
part of the story, it will be so different. The story is the same, but the event is the same, but it depends how it gets told. And this is where your power lies. This is when you can make it mean something totally different. This is when you can create that space between you and the story or between you and the emotion. And you can stop identifying with it. You can choose to be who you are meant to be. You can choose to be authentic and remind yourself that it's safe for you to be you. It's safe for you to fully express yourself. It's safe for you to be in your body. That's another thing we feel so much shame around. Like our bodies, we feel so shameful of them. And I am not surprised because of that perfection image we have been fed with for so long in media, in the advertisement industry, in the diet industry, which is, oh my god, a billion dollar industry. And we have been told, we have been made to believe that there is something wrong and shameful about our bodies. But there is nothing shameful about them. Babies aren't born with shame. They they know they are lovable. They smile and their smiles are designed to melt any heart. They are not shy about asking for what they need loudly, <laughs> loudly expressing themselves all the time, demanding all their like all the attention they need. Shame is a learned behavior. It is something we learn. The good news is your brain is flexible. You are capable of changing at any moment. So what you have learned, you can now unlearn. So starting to work through your shame can feel perhaps maybe a little daunting, but this is when you need to trust the strength of your heart. This is when you need to open your heart towards you, for yourself, towards yourself. Many of us can easily like love and support others, but now is the time to lead yourself through this. It's the time for you to be the leading lady of your life, the leader. So ladies, let me know how this episode has resonated with you. I've also just realized that I did not share my guilt story from last week. So I'm going to do that. But I would love to know your thoughts um, on everything I've shared so far. But talking about guilt for a moment. Like um, just so many of my clients, myself, many women I know in person like struggle with guilt, the guilt that they never do enough, they've never achieved enough, there is always more on that bloody to-do list. Well, the news is that there will always be more on your to-do list. There will always be more. That's it. Like, it will always grow. And it's normal, it's natural. That's the thing. It's normal because you will want new things, you will want to do different things, you will want to try different things. You are learning, you are expanding, you are opening yourself up to your desire. So be okay that the list might grow. But it's what you make it mean and how how in charge is that to-do list of your life? Because sometimes it seems like the to-do list is what determines whether you should feel guilty or not, whether you should feel proud of yourself or not. So last week I actually hit a low point on Tuesday. I felt really, really tired, emotionally drained in the evening. And I really couldn't think and feel into like what was going on. But Long story short, I ended up taking Wednesday off, like completely off. I did not have any session scheduled. I usually have like Tuesday and Wednesday as my quieter days. I do admin, I do other work, I, I do my own like courses that I study. So 
it wasn't actually a big deal for me to take Wednesday off. But part of me was just like, you don't deserve it. You haven't worked hard enough. You haven't done extra work on Tuesday. So how could you take Wednesday off? And I thought it was just ridiculous how guilty I felt. But then I really allowed myself to work through it. I allowed myself to recognize and acknowledge that this is the old coding. And I don't want to live in the old paradigm of guilt and shame and of doing, doing, doing and burning out and doing again. I am here for the new paradigm. I am here for a different story, but whether the story gets created, it depends on me. So I have to remind myself what it is that I am choosing for my life. And I am choosing to be embodied in my beautiful feminine energy. I'm choosing to feel magnetic. That's like one of the quotes for emotional alchemy. It's the inner magnetism you achieve in that program. And if it means that I needed that day off without like, you know, I'm careful about like canceling sessions because I like my, my word does matter. So there was no emergency or anything, but I didn't have any sessions so I could take it off. But it's important that I did it without guilt. So I had to work through that story for a little while, but then it was such a beautiful day. I felt so good. I felt so refreshed. And I just reminded myself that it's my energy that matters. It is my energy that matters more than anything else I could have done that day. And this is when really you nourish the masculine. Is when you are in your feminine and you allow yourself to flow. When you allow yourself to be supported replenished whether it means an extra hour of sleep whether it means a walk along the sea or in a park whether it means a hot bubble bath whether it means a massage whether it means doing nothing for some time this is when you energize the masculine of course it's no surprise that as a result i had some new creative ideas that i I had beautiful conversations, that I had a beautiful time with my partner that evening and I felt so energized even late in the evening. It's because I allowed my masculine, the active, active part of me, to feel nourished because I allowed myself to be in my feminine. So that's another story I just wanted to quickly share with you on the topic of guilt. And ladies, I also want to invite you to join me in emotional alchemy. Emotional alchemy is a journey to emotional intelligence and inner magnetism. It's for women. It's for women who are ready to open their hearts to themselves, to others who are ready to soften and release guilt and shame and learn to process any emotions, all the kind of emotions that have felt uncomfortable in the past. In this program, you will be taken through all the four levels of emotional intelligence. Plus, there is a new bonus module. So the four levels of emotional intelligence is, of course, that you are able to protect in a loving way your energy. You will learn to really recognize what kind of emotions are rising within you so that you can process them, love them, heal them, release them. And as a result, you are learning to serve the waves of your emotions because emotions are like the ocean. But like with the ocean, when you can learn to understand certain weather warnings, certain weather signs, you can tell when the winds change, the sea will change as well. So with the emotional See, you can also learn your triggers. You can learn to understand your triggers and heal them. And I find that this is such a, such a powerful part of the program. 
Perhaps it's that person, there's a woman online or someone who triggers you, her posts triggers you, or she says something, it winds you up and you can't really put your finger on it and you want to be supporting her perhaps, or you want to feel good about other women and be happy for their own successes, but somehow it triggers you. Like, there is so much power in that. When you turn this story around, like you learn so much about yourself. So emotional alchemy is really learning to lead yourself through anything in life. Whether it's a stormy sea, whether it feels like a stagnant puddle, where you don't feel magnetic at all, like you will learn to lead yourself through it, to shift things around. And I really find this being a really powerful part of the whole manifestation process. Because in many manifestation programs, like you, you don't learn this kind of stuff. You learn like the manifestation process, the steps of manifesting this and that. But what do we do when we hit setbacks, when we experience challenges? Like for me, I used to be so little emotionally resilient so when I got discouraged by someone when I got criticized by someone when I got told off or someone would disagree like I would feel so disempowered I would want to give up or I would feel defeated or I would always have like those questions like is it really worth it is this a sign from the universe that I am not meant to be doing this work like is this a sign and I don't want this to happen to you. I want you to be that leading character of your life and be able to navigate yourself with love. And during the fourth module, you will be learning to communicate with others in a very powerful way. You will learn to navigate uncomfortable scenarios when you need to address touchy subjects. And I find that there is especially one part which women resonate with so much and that's the masculine and feminine way of communicating. And that is life-changing, ladies. That is life-changing. And you don't have to be in a relationship with a man for this to work for you. I had a client who came back to me saying, oh my God, my communication with my father changed so much. I can see where he's coming from now. I can see and understand how he sees the situation and I no longer feel helpless or I no longer feel like he's ignoring my needs. I can totally see what's going on and I know what to say in return. And that's so powerful. So you will be learning various communication tools and techniques which will change your life. And I have not mentioned module three actually module three is juicy module three is exciting because um it's about connecting to your body it's about using your body your breath the movement of your body to heal emotional pain to um flow through emotions to shift your energy and this is not always in like heavy way it doesn't always mean like oh my god i need to feel really heavy emotions for this to work for this to make sense because we often talk about like the uncomfortable emotions because this is when we need most support but when you feel good there are also ways how you can amplify those good feelings feels <laughs> you can amplify that energy and you can allow it to fill you up and just to give you an example, like, have you ever felt amazing? And then you decided to put some music on and you danced and in a way you bathed in those feelings of gratitude and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. So that kind of feelings I'm talking about, the kind of techniques when you can really amplify those beautiful, good feeling emotions and allow it to be even bigger than you. So there is also a bonus module, module five, and that is about manifesting through the power of your heart. Because throughout the duration of emotional alchemy, you will be learning to open and soften your heart. 
knowing that you are protected in a different way because often we link protection to closing our hearts off but that's not it when your heart is closed you're not able to fall truly in love you're not able to be authentic and you are not able to really find your tribe as well because because you are not authentic so throughout the whole program you will be learning to do this and therefore there will be then a bonus module uh, module five and that will be about deepening all of this and really learning to use the energy of your heart to manifest with more ease um, to manifest um, through the power of your heart so ladies if this is calling you if you are ready to be in my energy in my space then join me for emotional alchemy it's absolutely epic you will receive hypnosis meditations tools workbooks powerful modules you will have space to ask questions and i would love to have you in there i can say from the bottom of my heart that I am still in touch with the women from the previous round. We had such a good time together and I really created such beautiful connections with all of them. And if you are someone who is resonating with this, I would love to have you in there. I would genuinely love to have you in there and get to know you more. So the link to Emotional Alchemy is in the description box. If you have any questions, if you would like to talk to me, then reach out on Instagram, on Facebook. I am here to chat with you. Loads of love. Thank you for listening. If you loved this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review. Share it on your Instagram stories or recommend this podcast to your friends. For more high vibes, live trainings, well-being tips and loads of fun, come and join me in my Facebook group called Empowered Women, Shine Bright and Be Yourself. You can find a link in my bio. You can also follow me on Instagram at stepanka underscore Kuralova. For more information, go to the show notes. Loads of love.